always good when it works. They're running the printer here, so let me let me wait and uh, let me let the printer run real quick. One second. Oh yeah, no worries. Can you hear it in the background? I get. I, I could. I didn't know that that's what it was, but now it makes yeah. sense. That sounds like a printer. <laughs> yeah, give me a few seconds. Let me go ask. Uh, no worries. Question. Yeah, okay. go for it. <laughs> Actually, here. Let me. Uh, yeah. Tienen que imprimir mucho o. Ah, bueno, ah, bueno, super, super. Sí, sí, sí. Ajá. Entonces vamos a, a comenzar. <laughs> okay, cha cha. Bye. Sorry. That's yeah, that's great. How much no, are you printing? I didn't want the like printer to come, come, you know. Yeah, 800 out. copies. Here we go. Exactly. Printing a book over here. And then it's going to break down and then there's going to be the paper change and someone smashes the machine and, you know, we get all this on audio and it's, it's, it actually makes for a great episode then. <laughs> so Christian, tell me about Kickoff Coffee Company. Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, thanks Sebastian and Campfire Football for, you know, having us on your show. Um, Kickoff Coffee started a year ago as um, an effort to really celebrate and highlight soccer culture uh, around the world and also build a bridge between uh, the footballing culture that we so much have, you know, been a fan of as well as, you know, grown up around and bridge it with the culture, the world also universal culture of coffee uh, and, and it's different uh, celebrations and uh, rituals. So uh, about a year ago uh, during the pandemic when, you know, when everybody was panicking, you know, including us, uh, as we were, as our, our work schedules were cut, slashed, hours slashed, everything, uh, wondering what was gonna happen, uh, you know, we, we, you know, decided to use some of the time that we were at home while we were quarantining, quarantining and, you know, being at home safe. Uh, we, we decided, you know, let's, let's uh, put some effort and some time into launching this dream of ours that was always to kind of like open up a coffee shop. And so we started with at least um, an online coffee store. Uh, and, and, and here we are now we have uh, three soccer tributes. Uh, you know, uh, that highlight uh, three different elements of the game. And, um, and we're excited to be uh, expanding our line of coffee offerings uh, this year. Uh, so, you know, it's been pretty busy, but uh, it's been a long, a fun experience. Uh, yeah, highlighting some of the most exciting things in, in soccer and uh, as well as in the coffee world. That's awesome. And so you, before we got started, I, I, I'm wearing a Deportivo Cali jersey and you were like, oh, that was my dad's team. So I'm assuming you're Colombian. <laughs> Correct. Uh, we're, well, so we have three partners here in kickoff. It's my sister, myself, and then my wife. And so my sister and I were Colombian-American. We were born here in the United States. My parents are from Colombia. My dad's from Cali, who grew up a fan of Deportivo Cali. So, you know, it was a pleasant uh, sight to see that, you know, your top because it brings back <laughs> a lot of memories, a lot of good memories. Uh, although I ended up supporting another team. <laughs> oh, really? Which one? Yeah, uh, Santa Fe in in Bogota. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but I still have great uh, memories with uh, Deportivo Cali. Like, you know, I still sympathize, you know, because it's like a family. Uh, actually, you'd be surprised. The, the, the My dad's family is huge. And a lot of them are split, either Deportivo Cali or America. 
right so, of course yeah you know? yeah but uh it's a lot of fun and uh, when i saw your shirt i was like super happy <laughs> well i'm glad i'm glad that's that's perfect glad the touch made it just right and so <laughs> and so is your wife colombian as well no she's palestinian uh, okay. she, she, was, she was born in palestine uh she was actually born in Jerusalem and then, but her family's from uh, Bethlehem. And uh, she grew up uh, most of her life in Peru. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she grew up in Peru, speaks fluent Spanish, English, Arabic, you name it. Yeah. So, so this Peruvian Colombian connection is uh, obviously going to be linked to coffee, right? That's. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. And actually we, um, we have in our list of offerings, two coffees, uh, one that's from, uh, Colombia, one's that one that comes from Peru. And then, uh, well, we haven't gone into the, uh, Arab or Turkish coffees yet, the Middle Eastern way of drinking and uh, enjoying coffee, but you know, hopefully one day. Yeah. Yet <laughs> that's the, yet is the uh, key word there. That, that, that sounds like a perfect, perfect union of all, of all your family cultures and everything coming into one that's that's really exactly. cool so exactly. I, I i love it because you know the pandemic i think it just it, so many people have a story of starting something um yeah. or restarting something or having an idea and creating something during that time um you know i started this uh in december of 2020 uh on okay. christmas day so that was sort of my it took me some months to get there, but I eventually got there. And so what were you doing before you decided, let's give this a go? So um, the three of us, we have like diverse backgrounds. Um, Rasha is a immigration and human rights lawyer. Uh, I myself was a uh, labor organizer and union rep and uh, community organizer. And uh you know, have background studies in international relations. I, it was my like dream to be a diplomat. I wanted to really be like a diplomat growing up. And then, and then my uh, sister uh, was a pro footballer, and uh, you know played uh, in different parts of the world, and then represented Colombia, the women's national team, in different uh, tournaments such as the Olympics and uh, you know World Cup qualifying rounds. Played professionally in Europe here in the US and in Colombia. And uh, now wow. it's kind of uh, working as like um, a soccer uh, influencer slash uh, event host uh, brand uh, ambassador with different, uh, in different areas of the game. So wow. she's, she even worked as a, like a TV host most recently with Fubo and uh, some other great uh, channels like ESPN. That's really impressive. I'd love to speak with her too at some point. <laughs> you you have to connect. <laughs> you have to yeah, connect. No. Love that would be her. awesome. I wish you could have been here. Um, I, I would have loved to have the team here with me today, uh, but we got split in our duties, and uh, and so, but we, we we generally love to you know to hop on and chime in together if we can. Well, that yeah, that's great. I mean, it's it's. I think what I find interesting is people who have uh, people who are in the game who have somehow mm -hmm. stayed in the game, right? Mm -hmm. Um regardless of what avenue it is, even if you have a company like yours, which, you know, it's coffee being sold with a sort of soccer bent to it. Mm -hmm. um, there's always an interesting story behind it that involves the game as well. And so what, what's yours then? So what, what's your <laughs> so, uh, history with the game? 
So, you know, growing up here in the US in South Florida, um, you know, both of my parents are immigrants from Colombia. Um, you know, we really uh, were raised here in a town called West Palm Beach, uh, which is about an hour and a half north of Miami. So it's not quite like, uh, like that Miami scene where it's like very Latino at the time. And then it's more like uh, American, Americanized proper, like, you know, normal culture from, from, you know, the United States. And growing up, we kind of felt like, uh, whoa, we're like, you know, culturally we're a little different, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it, but it was always soccer that kind of like opened the door for us growing up to like become a part of, uh, you know, our, our town, our community. And once you, once you stepped on the pitch, like, like all the differences, the little cultural differences, whether it's like, you know, a language you spoke or a religion that you, you know, that you profess or you believe in those little differences kind of like disappeared. And, um, and it was a beautiful like realization. So I would say up from like a young age of five, since we were playing soccer here, uh, in some of the local like recreation leagues uh, to traveling back to Colombia to visit my, my parents' family. Uh, we were raised in like a soccer fan culture. And, uh, you know, we, wrote, we grew up supporting and, and watching every like World Cup qualifying match here at like a local Colombian restaurant. Uh, and, you know, that was huge. And that really like uh, helped shape our passion for the game. Um, later on, uh, I had the opportunity to play in high school and then and in college. Uh, thanks to soccer, I, I even got into college <laughs> because, you know, I was lucky enough to get a, a nice uh, scholarship That's to awesome. university. And uh, but but it was um, a short experience. You know, I, I had a lot of curiosity for the world and uh, and the game. So I was able to you know, study abroad in France and Europe and in Latin America. And soccer was always like a part, it was like an element that always was on that journey with, for me in my life. Like from when I was a young kid growing up, it opened doors for me, you know, to, to, to make friends, um, to develop as a soccer player, to go to college. And then later on, it opened up the door for me you know, to learn other cultures in Europe and then also to reconnect in with my culture in Colombia and in South America. And um, I always kind of like really appreciated that that power that the game had. And so uh, when I was in school and university and in grad school, like I, I, I always chose soccer as like my main theme of, of, of study. So like um, I would tie it into either, you know, whether it was classes on economics or international politics or conflict resolution. Like it was always something for me that uh, soccer, um, you know, had a big impact on my life. And, and I wanted to see on, you know, see ways, different ways that we could incorporate uh, the game to, to further uh, give back to, to the game for having, you know, contributed to our upbringing, so. Totally. It's yeah. funny, I, you're saying all this and I'm like, first of all, this is a major sort of theme that I'm happy to continue to hear on this on, on this show when I interview people yeah. and, and also just the topics that I like to come up with is how the game can be used so much as a binding agent and as a way to mm -hmm. open doors between people, 
and also to learn a bunch of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'd say that most uh, fans are probably better at geography than your average person just by virtue of paying attention to the game. Right. And, so true. and probably just that little bit better at understanding, you know, pronunciation in different languages just by having seen certain names and heard them. Right. Yeah. So there's all these little layers. The other thing is, uh, hearing you talk about the way the game always sort of surrounded you. I was just thinking my mother's going to hear this and go, yeah, you two would have probably been good friends growing up. There's uh, a lot of similarities there. Cause I used to as well, if, if, yeah. if I could in class or whatever, I would try to sort mm-hmm. of tie things back to the game wow. in any way I could, you know? So <laughs> I, I totally, nice. totally understand. But um, I actually, you know, grew up in, uh, evergreen colorado which is a small sort of white mountain town in uh in you know just a little bit west of denver so yeah. the culture around the game was nowhere near as deep as it is in south florida yeah. um which i think is great for you You got to really experience it from all angles um so then when it comes to deciding to create the coffee company and mm-hmm. make sure there is that element of the game within it. That was a no brainer for you, obviously, but uh, how, how did that idea sort of come to fruition in, in more of a real way? Yeah. So uh, back in college, I, you know, I always had a dream of opening up a coffee shop. And so that was, always there and you know i had kind of like played around with different themes or different you know names and you know where it would be and when it would happen and um well you know the reality of life is is you know the you know the career my background of studies took me another like down another path and so um it never we never got to that and so during the you know the pandemic is, is when i was like you know now it's time to you know to really make it happen and uh and so you know about a so this was about a year and a half ago that you know we came across i, w- I was working on another research project that had to do with travel and so you know when the world stopped um, <laughs> yeah. you know the world stopped traveling i was like well what am i gonna do now <laughs> Um, actually it was a nice, um, kind of, uh, transition into, for me to kind of like be led into revisiting the old dream of, of opening that coffee shop. I had worked at a, I had worked briefly, um, at a, at an old Italian gelateria in Atlanta, uh, when I was doing an internship, uh, back in, you know, right out of college. And so, you know, I worked very briefly as a barista, also, you know, serving gelatos. And I was just enamored with like this, creating a beautiful environment to, you know, share with people, you know, to, to welcome them, serve some great coffees. And, um, and I, would, I would even say it goes even back further because my parents have a, a business here in, in West Palm for about 30 years uh, servicing and re- repairing automobiles. And, uh, they're, they're kind of well known for when customers come in, not only do they come to get their car repaired, but they're also, you know, being offered great, you know, coffee drinks, uh, you know, whether it be espressos or, or uh, cappuccinos. And, uh, so coffee has always kind of like been a cultural thing for, for us, you know, to, to help, um, kind of welcome people or, or, you know, bring people around us and, 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 and make them feel welcome. So 
so um so yeah that's that's kind of like how those two things led to to me um wanting to connect football with with coffee again because you know having this coffee culture and appreciation growing up and then and then also having you know grown up around the game and then when we got to this point where i had done a lot of research on on travel and the game and you know economics i said said to myself well actually if we can travel well then maybe we can uh, send things to to people or, or or bring the world to somebody's kitchen you know what i mean totally yeah so then what are your what are your connections to find your beans because that's that's so, imperative right yeah absolutely absolutely um we've been able to connect with some amazing um uh, partners in the coffee world uh so for uh, we have three bags right now. So we have our first tribute. It's called the Playmaker. Um, it's uh, the one that celebrates the the creative midfielder, uh, the guy who you know sets up goals. You know that is uh, the most attractive and creative part in the midfield. Um, and and it's tied in with our Colombian coffee. Uh, that coffee comes from the Huila region in in Colombia, which is one of the, the biggest coffee producing regions in Colombia. And and in these in this coffee we're sourcing through uh, uh, coffee importers that uh, that we've you know been able to assure that they're they're also you know paying above the the normal standards so that uh, you know the coffee farmers are are being respected and uh, you know finding the best opportunities to to, to also move forward in, in their communities development and so you know uh, with with regards to our playmaker we're sourcing that. Uh, through uh, a coffee importer called Genuine Origin. Nice. Yeah. And then our second uh, tribute was called uh, Forza Italian Roast. And uh, it's a blend of of top quality coffees, uh, Guatemalan, Brazilian, and uh, Sumatra. And uh, this this coffee goes really nice. We wanted to celebrate like the Italian coffee culture. You know, obviously they don't grow their own coffee, but uh, they have had a huge impact on like coffee making its way around the world, um, you know, the good and the bad, but then also the, uh, the, uh, the coffee, like barista culture. So, totally. you know, the preparation of coffee. So we wanted to celebrate that, but as well as their, their amazing calcio culture. Oh, the phone's going on. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. So uh, we, we, um, we have a blend of coffee uh, that kind of, um, so all our coffees are specialty coffees. So you're not going to find like very dark roasts, like because they are, uh, you know, very high high scoring coffees. You know, they're roasted so that you can appreciate really like some of the like the great natural flavors that are coming in the coffees when they're roasted. And so um, we try we tend not to roast too dark. And um, and so through this blend, um, we wanted to kind of achieve like a coffee that will give you a nice balance to what you usually expect from a, like an Italian roast. Uh, right. You know, when you have that dark kind of uh, feeling of, a, of a, an espresso or, or, you know, that base coffee, but, but also if you drink this coffee, um, you know, by itself as a drip or a, you know, a pour over, it's also really uh, tasty. You know, you can get some really nice uh, taste notes of, of chocolate, of graham cracker, so it's, yeah, it's a really nice uh, uh, tribute, and then and then the third one is like a tribute to everything we call Match Day. So like, 
you know, those days that we all wake up excited because we know our favorite team's going to play. And uh, this coffee comes from Peru, and we uh, sourced this one from Sustainable Harvest and some amazing uh, colleagues we have out in, on the West Coast. And uh, they're dedicated to um, pretty much uh, sourcing coffees that are 100% sustainable in the way that they're uh, grown and harvested. And uh, they're also supporting the development of a lot of these, uh, a lot of the farmers uh, in the local communities in which the farms are located. And, and this one's coming from San Martin, Peru. And, uh, and this one, we, we did make it available in, in two different options, like a light roast. It's more like a medium light and then also like a medium dark because we do have a lot of, uh, we call them coffee hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our coffee hooligans, uh, uh, are like, hey, you know, we want we want some something dark. We want something dark. So we we uh, we made it available upon request uh, in a medium dark. That's great. I, I love that you have coffee hooligans who are demanding a slightly darker roast of a certain <laughs> brand that you have, and it's great. I mean, you have so I guess that's three point five uh, official lines of uh, coffee, correct? Exactly. Yes, yeah. So uh, it, it's cool because um, you know you, you talked about your background and. Um, the, the things that jumped out at me, first of all, the fact that you wanted to be a diplomat, um, that would resonate with my sister who, uh, yeah, per, yeah, she, uh, she sort of, she and her husband both sort of went down that similar route for a little while. Um, yeah. and also, uh, it sounds like you maybe, I'm not sure, but it sounds like you come from a family that really values service. Because if you were going to be a diplomat, obviously you would have been in service to, you know, the U.S. government, or 100%. or maybe the Colombian government, and and yeah, so service is something that matters to you, and you can tell in just the ethos of Kickoff Coffee and sort of how you source your beans and and what you look for in terms of just a deeper meaning for what a coffee company can be. So you're you know you're linking the game to it. But then you're also creating other avenues for community building, sustainability, yeah. and I think it's it it it's very much it keeps in line with very much with what your character seems to be and just you know wanting to just build something better. Yeah, and I feel like um, like the three of us as a team, like we building kickoff. Um, We've been able to kind of like keep it true to who we are as, as people in our community and um, you know whether that's sourcing coffees that are you know coming from sustainable and fair practice and you know fair trade uh, farms uh, whether they're officially certified or not you know we we did do our homework on that. <laughs> um, uh, we we are uh, committed 100 to donating 10 uh, percent of the proceeds from each bag uh, to a certain soccer, uh, oriented, uh, community organization. So like a lot of, um, have you ever heard of soccer for development or like football for development organizations? Like, yeah. I, I, I think I've come across them. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, like we've, we've partnered up with some really inspiring, uh, organizations that are working both here in the U S and, uh, abroad. And each bag is uh, tied to one of these organizations that we've been able to link up with and uh, and help sponsor through this uh, mechanism. So every bag gives back. So um, like I said, 10% of the proceeds, uh, we're able to donate back to these organizations that are working 
with the game of soccer to like um, help uh, bring life skills, share life skills, bring life values, you know, uh, helping communities uh, have access to uh, playing fields, uh, uh, learning languages. Uh, so, so it's been like a, like an important part of our work during kickoff because uh, we all have our, our full-time jobs, but when we're working on kickoff, this is one of the, the things that really uh, was most important for us to like link that giving back uh, arm of, of the company. So that's great. No, it's, it's, um, it's fun to peruse your site because uh, first of all, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the, the packaging is lovely. The artwork is really nice. Um, and you know, there's a few, few good little, uh, you know, mugs and different things that I think any coffee lover would like. I will say this, uh, just a recommendation. Mm -hmm. You should add one key item to your <laughs> store. Okay. This is a, a manual hand coffee grinder. Ah, uh, right? yes. <laughs> so if, if you can get one of those, I think that, I think that would be huge because, and I say this because. You have a really cool section on your website, uh, which is mm -hmm. brewing tips. Mm -hmm. So gives people sort of a like slight idea for how some best practices that are yep. simple, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> so I have one as well, another recommendation here for something you should add to that. Yeah. It's throw away your electric coffee grinder and use a manual manual one okay. because, and I've, I've done this test. Like I've actually yeah. done this, um, you know, side to side coffee mm -hmm. cups where we ground up a set of beans in an electric grinder and then in one in a hand grinder because mm -hmm. I have these antique old, yeah. you know, uh, hand grinders with a, that turn with a wheel, right? Old school. I love it. Yeah. Um, antique shops are great for that. But uh, I noticed a major difference that the coffee that came from that was, you know, pulverized in the electric grinder tasted burnt. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the other one just didn't, it yeah. just, it was just, a, it was just a difference. It's kind of like if you get juice that's been yeah. just put through a juicer versus something that's been pressed, you know, there's yeah. just certain flavor notes that we're missing. So I, you know, not that I know a whole lot about coffee cause I couldn't care less about the roasts, but that <laughs> I found makes a huge difference. So I'm just no, throwing yeah. it out there. And it's incredible the way, like, any little thing can affect like uh, like the quality of, of that coffee that you're going to enjoy, like whether it's, you know, exposure to air, sunlight, like there's so many little things that will, you know, that modify your, your cup of coffee in the morning. So, uh, but I, I like the idea of having like a, like an old school retro um, grinder, you know, on the, on the, on the, on the, in the store, but we, we do have a gift for you. Uh, so oh, awesome. I'll show it to you right now because we thought it would be, uh, we thought it would be a a proper uh, gift for campfire football. Oh, sweet! Small, small campfire mug. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Those are awesome. Uh, it's, 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 and I love your logo. It really is. It, it's it's really good with the leaves. Yeah, thank you. That's that's we're gonna great. be we're gonna be sending it out to you. Uh, but you know, we thought it would be a nice because we love the the way you tied in campfire, bringing people together. And I think that's something that uh, we both like that value of bringing people together around the game. That's something we, we, we share mutually. So for sure. And I, like I've said, that's, that's a heavy part of um, what I look for on the show is to try and just try and see 
what kind of community you can build yeah. by, you know, seeking different people doing different things. And, and it, to me, that's the cool thing about it. It's like, oh, a coffee company. Sweet. Let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's see where the inspiration comes from there. And I think the, that it's a, it's a great story for, for anybody, because like I said, a lot of people had to start something new or decided to start something new mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And yeah, for you as a first year, how, how has it been? Um, yeah. just growth wise uh, and just handling everything. It's been, it's been a little bit of everything, like, you know, challenging, like, you know, early mornings, late nights, like we, we stopped having a, like a, like a life really to be, you know, to really push this forward because, uh, you know, what I guess we've learned because it's the first time I really try to like launch my own business. Uh, so, um, really, you know, it's, you get out what you put in and, uh, we're, we're, the three of us are working early mornings. We all have our our full-time jobs and late nights to, to really get everything, you know, running and, you know, to be developing new products, you know, uh, fulfilling orders, packing everything, talking to Uh, people like me. Customer service, <laughs> connecting with the community, you know, checking in with uh, the the social organizations like the like the non like the soccer non for profit organizations that we work with. We we meet from time to time to you know catch up on what they're working on and you know they want to hear from us on like how things are going on our end. We've 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 run fundraisers with some amazing soccer clubs, uh, both youth and adult leagues, um, in which they're you know using coffee to to you know, to raise funds for their, whether it's jerseys or, you know, to uh, raise uh, funds for their administrative, you know, necessities. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been nonstop and it's been a learning, a learning experience. And I think that that's one thing that we love the most. It's like, you know, if you you feel like you're learning constantly, then like it's, it's fun. So. Oh, it's, I mean, hugely gratifying. I've, I've talked about that with this just creating a podcast how much I had to teach myself and how much I had yeah. to learn and the tiniest yeah. little details um and it's it's great it, it just keeps you going uh and I, I it's always nice to hear that you know that time of uncertainty right and yeah not knowing what what the future is going to hold you were able to be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try something and it's <laughs> and it's working and I think that's that's really really cool so for for the continued uh, growth of the company, what what's something mm-hmm. that you sort of ideally see coming in the next year or um, so? Yeah, so we're working on a, a few exciting things. And, you know, I think it would be great also to, you know, to really say thank you again and to like to all the, you know, people from the soccer community and that have, have supported us because um, it's been extraordinary. We've been able to, share our coffee with i think uh over 42 43 states at the moment and the other day like an order came in from alaska and i was like yes <laughs> you know shock that because, one off yeah yeah because uh you know we had pondered on like you know how are we going to connect with some communities out you know in alaska or some of the you know the further you know towns and, and cities in in our country so like you know this was this was like a, a really cool one we were like super proud of it. We were like yes and um you know, for this year, we're going to be launching three new bags, uh, three new soccer coffee tributes, awesome. and um, 
and we're really working hard to uh, hopefully, I don't know if it's going to happen this year or next, but we really want to open up a, a coffee shop. And so, you know, we're working hard on, 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 on those plans and, and seeing where and when. Well, and I'm also, I'm rooting for you guys for sure. And I'm hoping somehow mm -hmm. that um, you'll be able to find a player to sort of go in and have their own bag of coffee. I think that'd be pretty cool. I don't know if that exists really a player with their own um, sort of coffee yeah. line that's in, you know, with their face on the bag, especially you know, with the artwork you guys do. Which be one of cool. the, one of the things that inspired uh, us to, to, you know, explore this, um, this tribute to the game was uh, a line of coffee that we came across in Brazil and it's called Pele coffee. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No, I have not. <laughs> I have not. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Pele has, I, I think he sold it by now, but he, he had a line of uh, coffee in Brazil. Check it out online okay. uh, one of these days. I tried it when we, when we were in Brazil and uh, I mean, to be honest, our coffee is, you know, a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, but, it's funny you mentioned that because now I think about it, Pele did ads for almost anything yeah. you can imagine right yeah. like yeah yeah but you know i said you know i said you know it's it's awesome that you know this incredible legend of the game is you know has a brand and it's dedicated to coffee but really it wasn't saying much you know it, was, it just has like a picture of him or it just has his name on the bag and and it wasn't really exploring like the cultural wealth that both the game has and, and the coffee either because um, it seems like, you know, and I, you know, I don't want to get in trouble or offend, you know, the many people who work at Pele Coffee, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it seems like, you know, like, um, you know, uh, ro you know, co roasted coffee and like, you know, massive roasters, you know, it's like, you know, kind of like that, that corporate feel totally. and taste of yeah. the coffee and, and um, we're, you know, dedicated to, you know, artisan roasting and, you know, small batch and keeping it, you know. Uh, nice and tight and fresh so um you know we thought that we could also pick up from you know from what we learned from experiencing that years back and uh you know trying to also provide a great product something that's really fresh you know artisan roasted as well for our our community well you know hopefully maybe inter miami have a, a peruvian or colombian player you might be able to partner up with for a bag that'd be pretty cool yeah i know <laughs> i know and uh that'd be we, we actually uh we were the other day at the at the op the season opener it's a lot it was a lot of fun actually nice. brand new team new players new roster and uh it seemed we, we were we were excited we were like optimistic we're like wow it's gonna like this team looks a lot more solid and then they went out to austin and uh had a tough oh my yeah. yeah austin wow that was i gotta say i'm impressed with austin their fan base i'm i'm impressed yeah. but yeah. but charlotte had to take the cake this past weekend for Whoa. for that crowd like seventy two thousand people that's mad absolutely mad and it's it, it's really cool because i think for all of us who are starting something some kind of project mm -hmm. or company or anything revolving around the game yes. you look around and you're like well it's growing um yes. i'm at least i'm i'm at least in the wave pool right now i just got to catch a wave but i'm in the yeah. pool I found the way yeah. to Google because yeah. it's, it's incredible. I mean, the growth yeah. is, is massive and it's uh, all encompassing. It's in so many different little areas. 
Yeah, the energy, the the culture, you know, even outside the MLS, you know, the US, you know, USL, it's different divisions, like the culture being built there, it's it's incredible. It's super exciting to be uh, a fan of, you know, to to be observing everything that's going on in, in soccer here in the US. And it's uh man, like like you said the other day uh, in uh, Charlotte, just like the the atmosphere, the environment, like the it was spectacular like yeah yeah spectacle right yeah well and you're also in an area um south florida is well known nationwide to be a talent hot spot for uh for young players so Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah you know and that that just isn't stopping i just keep seeing florida kids just Mm -hmm. you know going to top universities getting into the pros whatever Mm -hmm. so it's yeah you're in a great spot to be doing this and of course, you know, a strong Latino community in South Florida, you know, just helps with every, everything that you guys are at kickoff. So I, th- I think it's great. It's it's such a cool opportunity that you've sort of carved out for yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. We're, we're excited for you to, to try some of our coffee. We're going to get this campfire mug and, and, a, and a sample of our coffee out to you soon so you can try it for yourself. What, what type of coffee do you prefer? Usually- oh, like I said, I am... Um, so not picky um okay it has to be i have to get full beans i never get anything pre-ground because as i said yeah. I'm, i don't i don't trust anyone else's methods <laughs> i i prefer my 1950s french uh anti-can grinder over anything it's like i almost won't use anything else <laughs> so <laughs> when it comes to the roasts it's funny i think this is one of those things that um is like card games the rules of card games for me mm-hmm. i cannot remember the rules of card games ever <laughs> i always need to be re-explained how to play rummy right or anything like yeah. that with yeah. coffee and the roasting and the difference it's the same i just i, I, yeah. I can tell when it's terrible but i've also <laughs> found that really good coffee can be ruined very easily and yeah. so it's it's yeah. kind of like it's sort of like how people talk about wine. Like, you know, there's, you can get like a $2,000 bottle mm-hmm. that actually tastes worse than a, you know, $120 bottle, yeah. you know? And, and I've always felt that coffee, it's a lot of it has to do with your own relationship to the process of doing it because it's at such yeah. a crucial time of day that most people have at least that first cup. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And the the handling of it, uh, you know, the roasting process. Like, there's so many. Like we mentioned before, like there's so many little things that could set that coffee off. Uh, totally. So, um, but since you're wearing the Deportivo Cali shirt, uh, I'm gonna be sending you a, a Colombian coffee. I think this time. Yeah, it has to be because you know, actually, I, I have to say on the note of you being Colombian, it's hilarious. But the last, my previous episode, the guest was Colombian as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um from Medellin and uh he he runs a training academy uh for young players and and also at my club I mean I'm surrounded by Colombians um as there's like six guys now that are uh coaches or directors in my club that who are Colombian so ever since I went to Colombia it's kind of started to just follow me around um, more than more than any other country I heard campfire football visited uh Cartagena and Santa Marta yeah, I did. I did. I that um that's where I, I met up with my mom there right around Christmas yeah. and New Year's. And yeah, I had I mean I had a I had a wonderful time in Colombia. It's there's I, I recommend it to anybody. Go as soon as you can before it becomes yeah. 
too touristy because there's a certain yeah. charm about it right now that's yeah. unique, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a wonderful, like if, if you're into soccer, if you're into coffee, you know, if you're into uh, having dancing, having a good time, Colombia is a, a great place to visit for sure. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible. I've, I've recommended it to everyone I've talked to. I'm like, go like soon, like now, because, <laughs> and, and you know, the, the, just the game down there, it's, it's like it is in a lot of countries. It's just, you <laughs> see it more, um, you know, there's just more courts where kids are playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in Cali, actually, uh, the hostel that I was staying at, there were these two English guys that were in the same room as me. We chatted a little bit. They both played and they were like, Hey, you know, we have a ball or, you know, we're, we're thinking of going on and playing. And I had actually, I, I had a ball that I had previously bought. And I was like, Hey, I have a ball. Do you guys want to come out and maybe see if we can find a spot to play? So we did, we found this little court and we started playing on it. And these kids from the neighborhood came down and we ended up playing out there for about six hours. Mm-hmm. And there were about 20 kids and this, uh, the matriarch, this this old lady who came down and she was sort of supervising all of them. Mm-hmm. And after all this, you know, we take pictures with them and we give them the ball. I ruined my shoes completely. And, you know, it was just such a cool thing to be able to experience. And uh, I, I always, uh, always remember Kelly just a little bit more for that specific experience because, you know, then cup of coffee the next day, you're like, wow, this, this, this is good. Columbia's great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you visited, man, because like you said, it is a great place to visit. Um, the people are super welcoming. Um, you know, there's a, a very deep culture and history, uh, mix of cultures, uh, you know, it being like a, a melting pot, you know, mix of, you know, European and native cultures. Uh, there's just so much to, to learn and, and see and explore, like the different regions of Colombia they're completely different from one another. Like you can be uh, in a desert on the northern end of the Atlantic coast and then make your way down into like this rich uh, Andes, you know, green mountains that are just, you know, full of flowers and, you know, uh, wildlife. And you, you make your way down you, you a little more to the east and it's like completely flat. You know, you have like the, the flatlands and, and the culture is um, in each little region of or different region of Colombia is particular and different and unique in its own way. So uh, definitely, uh, yeah, if, if you can make it, go go visit. And, and hopefully you're able to visit uh, before Colombia makes the World Cup. Hopefully I'm still I still got my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to start scoring some goals. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's looking very, very what is uh, it, six or seven games in a row without scoring yeah yeah, it's It's absolutely it's absolutely nuts i mean there's that statistic is it doesn't make any sense it's so frustrating because uh like if you see the gameplay and like you know the the ball handling and the possession play and the build-up it's all there just no goals no goals and you know the, the i think we you know early on in the world cup qualifying rounds like we we got our our butts kicked by uh ecuador and you know that's what forced a, a change in the coach and, you know, kind of like a, like a change in method of, of our gameplay. And uh, the defense was, was for sure, like short up, the defense was like solid, you know, they really started to uh, be a tough defense to break down. 
And, uh, but unfortunately on the other end, we just have not had any luck, not even like, you know, like sometimes you could use a little luck to, to, to put in totally. a, to put in a goal and it's just not been there for us. And well, that's the part that's so bizarre is because you're like, there's yeah. no way that a team like this goes seven <laughs> games without scoring unless something yeah. is, unless they just keep running into one thing after another. It's, yeah. it's pretty mind blowing. Plenty <laughs> of chances created, plenty of football being generated. And then it's just not, not going in. So, uh, it would be sad if we don't make it, but you know, that's, that's the way football is, you know, you, you, you win some, you lose some and you learn from them. Well, I think, and as a neutral sort of, you know, pretty much a neutral fan of most countries, right. Mm-hmm. I'm a F- France and England because my mom and dad are French and English. Okay. And I was born and raised in the U S so I, I kind of have to support the U S to a certain degree. But Absolutely. when I look at uh Conmen bowl, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, there's like six, six or seven of these teams that I want to see in the world cup every yeah. single time. And you just can't have it. You can only have four max five. And, and I'm like, I like Chile. Like, you know, it'd be cool to see yeah. Bolivia make a run. And then you're like, but that means Colombia don't make it. That means, you know, Paraguay don't make it or mm. Uruguay don't make it. And then, yeah, that's the tough thing about South America. It's so many good teams. Yeah. And Bolivia has made a run this, this yeah, uh, round. Like they started to look a little pretty- better. Yeah, they're pretty close. They um, like from fourth to like ninth in the table. They're all really close. And unfortunately, there's only I think only two or three games left. So yeah, I think it's three. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild window when that comes around. I don't remember exactly when that is. I remember just uh, growing up and you know it being so stressful because uh, growing up we went through a period of twelve years with Colombia not making the World Cup. Yep, and. Uh, Gosh, I remember just being, you know, in school in those days and we'd leave like heartbroken, like heartbroken that we weren't making the World Cup and we were playing so well in our World Cup qualifying matches and just not not coming through. And this this kind of reminds me of those days, like we're, you know, playing some good football. We have some great players and it, you know, it's just not coming, it's not working out for us. So who was your favorite player growing up? Oh, man. So I have from like Columbia, Colombian player. Yeah. Colombian player. Yeah three players that share that, you know, for me. So like growing okay. up uh, when I was very young, Faustino Asprilla. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted to be a striker and he, like, I would try to like copy what he did on the, like on the field. I would try to run like him try to like emulate his, 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 his playing style. And uh, it didn't work out too much. It ended <laughs> up pushing me back into the midfield. And uh, uh, I, I'm a huge admirer of obviously Carlos Valderrama uh, who, you know, is not only like one of our best players in football, but he's also uh, a great person. And, you know, I, I choose him a lot because, you know, he's just such a great person that uh, on and off the field that uh, he's so admirable. He's my and number one. Is your number one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's incredible. He's incredible. And he's such a, such a humble, like uh, person, approachable, you know, always looking to give back to his communities. Like he, he never changed he didn't, he didn't let the game change him, you know, he, he made, you know, he was able to play with some, some, you know, clubs in Europe and, you know, here in the MLS and, uh, and he never changed. Uh, and that's something for me that like, you know, really gains some admiration from me. Uh, and then my, the other player who um, is my favorite is, his name is Tresor Moreno. I don't know Tresor heard? Moreno. No, no. Moreno me. Is, gosh, he, he is one of my favorite players of all time because he 
like after uh, Valderrama like was, you know, inching closer to his like retirement and we were looking, we were like, we really had this dependence on like a number 10, you know, creative midfielder uh, after Valderrama. And we were looking for his, re you know, replacement. Who's going to fill in his shoes, you know, it'll be the, and um, so we went through a few really talented number 10s, but some of them went a little, uh, how, how would I say, like they didn't get appreciated enough. And, and I think that Tresor Moreno is one of the most fascinating creative uh, midfielders. You can also play him as like a winger or a striker. Uh, he was a legend in Alianza Lima in Peru, also played in, uh, in France. And I think it was, um, I think it was Mets. He used to play for oh, okay. Mets. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just one of my favorites. And like from time to time, I'll get like that nostalgia of watching him, watching him play. And like on my social media, like I'll, I'll post the picture or video of his, his highlights just because, man, it, he was an exciting, exciting player to, to watch. Because he had both. He had like an incredible ability to pick out some passes, but also to, to score some goals. That's awesome. It's 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 always cool to hear when someone's like when one of someone's you know some favorite player is someone yeah. kind of unknown, a little obscure. I love that. So <laughs> now that I know that El Pibe uh, Valderrama is one of your favorite players of all time, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the bag of coffee, the playmaker, mm -hmm. that's who I thought of. So mm -hmm. am I right to say that he was a major inspiration in uh, the Absolutely. bag? Yeah, absolutely. He was a huge part and in inspiration in, in paying a tribute to the creatives and the, you know, the creative midfielders, those number 10s that really, uh, you know, write poems out on the pitch for us. So, um, you know, they often, I would say like, you know, the, they don't get as much praise as like the goal scorer, the number nine, but, uh, you know, they're, they're close and they're just, just as important and they make the game beautiful to, to watch you know, from the buildup. So yeah, oh, he and, definitely, yeah. Yeah. He, he fits that bill. He's so, he actually played here in, uh, in Colorado. He was Rapids player yeah. for a couple of years since. You're right. Mm -hmm. I, at, at that time he could barely move anymore. Like he didn't mm -hmm. look like that swashbuckling guy from the mid nineties who could cover ground yeah. and everything. At this point he was, he looked like Pirlo did when Pirlo came to, to, to yeah. the MLS, but his passing i remember just being blown oh. away by it, it, every the weight <laughs> of everything was perfect all the time and i and i'd remembered him from you know from previous uh just everything pre pre previous years and uh. i just thought man this guy is next level as far as passing goes he, he's got a velvet touch to be able to do that yeah. so frequently and even at an age where it was just give him the ball and start running and he'll get it right to where you need it. It was yeah. pretty, pretty impressive to watch. Yeah. And he, and apart from his, like his flair on the pitch, his incredible passing ability, his leadership, like, all, and this is why I admire him so much off the field. He's an amazing person. He is always sticking his neck out on, you know, on a limb for like to help others. Like I remember, you know, me being like a, a labor organizer, like a, a union organizer, I remember um, on a few occasions, the Colombian soccer players being on the verge of a strike, you know, because of the lack of conditions, like, you know, sometimes that they deserve and like on a wide, on a, on a wider basis, uh, you know, obviously because if you're not a star, 
uh, on a top team, you know, you're probably struggling to, to make, you know, to make it ends meet in, in the game of football, right? right. If you're not yeah. playing in one of these European teams or if you're not playing in one of the top leagues, you're struggling. So um, I remember him, you know, he, he's just so fiery and passionate and he, you know, coming out of retirement to like use his voice as like a legend and, and uh, you know, historic player in Colombia to, to really even help others you know, achieve a better standard of living in, in their, uh, you know, generation of, of playing the game. And the, like, for me, that's just something that, you know, I, I will never forget, like seeing him, seeing him do things like that. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of other soccer players, like are afraid to, to speak up or, you know, speak out. And uh, he, he didn't hesitate once. So it's crazy. Well, I think it's great. I think it shows yeah. It, all of this really does kind of encaps, encapsulate what your uh, idea is behind behind creating this company. And so I, I just think that, you know, you can hear your values come out in the people that you look up to and in the way that you want to apply just yourself to this project. Because frankly, it's, it's, it's obviously not easy. You know, there's, there's a lot of coffee companies out there. So, you know, yeah. you have to find your own way to stand out. And I think <laughs> not only with, the fact that you've linked it to the beautiful game, but also that you've carried your values in that, that seems to have a lot of weight. And I think it'll, I think it'll serve you well down the future. Appreciate that, Sebastian. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's give, let's give that a, let's, I think that's a good place to leave it for now. Um, and I say for now, because I always think it's fun to follow yeah. up and everything. Also, like I said earlier, I think it'd be great to connect with your sister. She sounds like just another interesting, uh, interesting person to talk to and and hear her yeah, side she, of a lot of this and i'm sure she'd love to to come on uh speak with you sebastian and, and the campfire football community uh special thanks to you guys for opening the doors to us um if you guys love soccer if you love coffee uh check us out uh we're on you know instagram facebook and twitter it's uh at kickoffcoffeeco.com uh, that's our website but it's at kickoff coffee co on our socials and um yeah we'd love to to be in contact be in touch if you guys you know love great coffee uh we're an e-commerce company so uh we mail the coffee right to your doorstep and maybe one day you'll get that brick and mortar coffee shop that you've always dreamed yes of. that's <laughs> that would that's be the dream me. man that's the end goal that's not the maybe not maybe not the next 12 months but that's the end goal mm -hmm. that's that's where yeah. hopefully hopefully you can yeah. take this so thank you so much, Christian. I'm really glad we got to put this together. And um, yeah, we'll definitely, definitely need to talk soon. And um, and yeah, I look forward, I look forward to this bag of coffee. I'm really excited. I uh, appreciate it, man. And and thanks again. Um, I've subscribed to Campfire Football, so uh, I'm excited to to be in contact and following the stories that you're highlighting. Yeah. Covering, so, yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, geography lessons, uh, football lessons and whatever, yeah. hopefully uh, everything that we seem to all, uh, all enjoy <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. All right, Christian. Well, thank you so much and uh, right. have a lovely Tuesday evening. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to you. Thank you all again. Right. Take it Bye. easy.